Hey, it's the MS for Mom podcast with Claire and Katie. We are so happy you're here. Hey. Hi. Okay, that's much better. You can turn your uh, volume down. Hi, Christy. My sister's on. She's the first one to pop on, and she requested. You're requesting to join, Chris. <laughs> you can join later. Um, all right. So I sort of gave you a mini intro before you came on, but now that you're here, and hopefully now that some people are popping on, but if not, they'll get here this is for the replay. But this is my friend Christine St. John. And she so graciously jumped in for me this morning um, so that we could, uh, she said, no, sorry. It came up on my end, Um, my sister. Uh, So Katie's down the shore this weekend for Memorial Day. So have a great time with your family, Katie. I'll be sitting in the rain at a dance recital all day tomorrow, (laughs) not going anywhere. Um, But when I was thinking about who we could have on and um, some different momming situations, I immediately thought of Christine because she's my friend and I haven't seen you in so long because she's dedicated her whole life to homeschooling. <laughs> and by her whole life, I mean like for real. Um, <laughs> so I guess maybe start with just telling us um, a little bit about you and the kids and obviously the pandemic kicked you into homeschooling a little bit, but it wasn't your only choice. So maybe give us the background on like what solidified that for you. Um, so I don't know if you said before, but I have a seven-year-old and I have a four-year-old and they were both in school. Um, my seven-year-old's been in school, went to school for like four years at one school. And then last year we decided to put them together in a different school. And, um, I am a stay-at-home mom. My four-year-old is, if she was in school, it would only be a half a day. She was in for like three days a week. Um, And, uh, you know, I had said to my husband early on in that school year, uh, when they were still in school full-time, we knew nothing about a pandemic, that I would be interested in homeschooling the following year. And he said, absolutely not. No, that's not... A discussion almost. <laughs> I don't want to make it. He didn't sound even like- want to save on tuition because they were going to private school. Yeah, they were going to private school. Um, no, I think that he felt, you know, there's this stigma around homeschool and homeschool kids. And, um, you know, I, I think that if you were to say, oh no, you know, like if, if you've never been introduced to homeschool, if you have, weren't homeschooled or don't homeschool your kids, I think that um, anyone would say, oh, they're weird. Um, kids need to be socialized. Um, you know, I didn't have any, anyone that I knew any experience with homeschooling growing up. Um, but I just felt like really drawn to it. Um, and so once the pandemic hit, the kids came home in March and, um, and we we were all homeschooling, kind of homeschooling. (laughs) Right. But I also, both of us got a taste of what it would be like going forward with this like virtual schooling. Um, and, you know, with no end in sight, as we were going through the summer, it, it became an easy choice to make to say, you know what, I'm homeschooling. And my husband was like, you know what, give it a try. Like, I don't feel like this virtual schooling is good for us. Um, I didn't, I don't like my son on the computer. Um, he is very good at reading and he is on a zoom call he is reading my text messages to people because i have an apple and he's like literally the other day he was on an art call and um he has like one zoom call a week just about um for art that is separate from anything and um he was reading my text messages and you know he will pull up websites he'll pull up netflix one morning i came downstairs and he was shopping for a trip to hawaii um, so like he, he was shopping for a trip to Hawaii. Yeah, he had like all this information up and was putting stuff in and, uh, he was on travel sites. He is your so, child. That's for sure. <laughs> he, um, I just don't like him on the computer and it's hard to get him off the computer when he's on it. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was thinking like, what is this going to look like if he's virtual, he's going to be home. So I'm on the computer all the time. He, I just wanted him away from the computer screen. Um, so it became an easy decision for us and for my husband at that point to be forced into 
homeschooling. Having to try it, yeah. So, you know, that's, and I would say I really homeschooled my seven-year-old and my four-year-old. Was along, along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how it all kind of started. I have no um, well or anything like that. I just want to say. What's that? I want to say, like, I have no, I am not a teacher. I did not go to school for teaching. I have no experience teaching anyone besides, you know, people that are interested in essential oils behind me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you say um, there's a lot of reasons. And, you know, obviously we're friends. So, you know, my experience of also I wanted to homeschool for all of the same reasons and I failed miserably and that's fine. Like I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that decision, but it was mostly because, well, part of it is I had a two-year-old in the mix. So seven, six, and two. So that was a little bit tough, but I'm with you on, I wanted the homeschooling over virtual. Right. Because I, they, they already always want to be on a computer or an iPad. It's like, that's their fit. Like, that's what they want the most. That's what I can take away as a, as a, you know, um, a consequence for something. And that's also like what they try to earn, you know, like earning yeah. screen time. And it's been enough how much like TV they want to watch too. So I was the same way with that type of thinking. Like, no, I want I want you, I, that's why I like them in the classroom. I, I don't even like how much they use the computers in the classroom actually, mm -hmm. because they do get to go on like Chromebooks and stuff a lot. Um, and granted they're doing educational games, which is fine. I mean, listen, these teachers have a lot going on and they have, you know, the big class sizes. So it's like, I try to take the good with the bad on like that part of it. Cause at home, they're not on educational games. They like just want to go on like YouTube and Netflix and everything else. Yeah. trips to Hawaii. I don't know. My kids aren't booking anything. So, <laughs> but I found out very quickly that I don't have the patience or the time blocking skills. For uh, homeschooling. If, I, if I had a two-year-old, it would be a much different experience for me because I, I feel as though I really had to focus a lot of my time and attention on my son, Harrison. Um, and if I had a two-year-old, a two-year-old, a two-year-old has to need you. Like, their survival is based on you helping okay. them. So, um, you know, it would have been really difficult. And, you know, I, I also think that, you know, someone that is looking to homeschool and has multiple kids in a, a larger age range, you know, that first year is probably gonna be really difficult. And, and especially this past year, because even all the homeschool moms I talked to at the events we went to, um, they had always, they said that they always felt like we wish we just had one day home to do work. And now the world is shut down and they have all of these days home and, you know, co-ops have been shut down and, you know, there was something at Valley Forge Park I wanted to sign him up for that was shut down. So like you were really forced to be home all the time. You didn't have things you could drop your kids off at to, um, you know, educate them separately from yourself. Um, and I think that, you know, that first year with kids at different age ranges would be really difficult, but I think over time, you'd be able to figure out some type of schedule, something that works for you, something that works for the kids. And I'm still trying to figure that out, uh, especially going forward and needing to spend more time with my four-year-old uh, to get her ready for kindergarten. Um, when so is she five? She's not five until October 8th. So she won't she actually have this year. Probably, probably two, two years. Till you're November. breaking up a little bit. Maybe it's because you're out back. You're a little okay. bit in and out. Um, so yeah, she's really like two years till kindergarten. Cause she's five this October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how my, both of mine are. Well, one really misses it. One, I just kept him back cause it moves, but um, well that again, like you, when you talk about the copes and stuff and maybe you can talk a little bit in a second about some of the other things you did besides being home when you were able to, because what you said in the beginning is very sad, but true. There is like this stigma if you don't know it. And we grew up in the same area and a lot of people listening to this, you know, are in primarily um, our area. Yeah. So I'm in Berks County right now, but I'm from Delaware County and that's where Christine is based and Katie's in Chester County. And we kind of all grew up in the, either you went to Catholic school or public school, 
you know, with the kids from your neighborhood or whatever. And you, that's where your parents thought you got all your socialization and that's how you socialize. You sent your kids to school. And even when we were younger, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't even go to preschool until four. And a lot of kids even start, like, I mean, I had them in like two-year-old programs now, just mostly because I need them out. (laughs) I can't like entertain her that much, but there is a stigma that we didn't know any homeschool kids. So you just thought it was like literally a mom sitting around her dining room table with her kids and they never went anywhere or did anything. And they were just like teaching them. And it's so different from that. Like there's these huge communities. Yeah. Or like a rural thing or a religious thing. Yes. I think those Mm -hmm. are two other stigmas. I, like I, like you said, I, I live in Havertown, Delaware County. So I'm, I'm not rural and, um, I've grown up Catholic but I'm, you know, the type of Catholic that goes on holidays. See any? So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there is a lot of stigma around that. Uh, and I, but I do think that this past year has helped change that stigma a little bit because, um, you know, even there's so many homeschooling Facebook groups uh, online. And I feel like if, if homeschooling is something that you're interested in, definitely get into those groups because they are so knowledgeable. They will help you out so much. And you can really see like what's going on in your area and your community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems as though those pages have grown and they're, they are so much larger in this past year than they have before previously. And um, there was like just a lot of people are trying it this year. To yeah. To and a see. lot of people are staying with it for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also interesting because I can understand this past year, a lot more people doing it, but the test is kind of like, are they going to go back to school next year? Or are they going to stick with it? You know. Yeah. That, and I think that a, a, another reason that we stayed home was I, I didn't want mainly my son because my daughter wouldn't really be in, um, in a mask all day. You know, mm-hmm. he is very social. He is very in your face. He does not under really understand. Stay six feet away from me. Um, you know, he wants to be close. He wants to be touching you. He's physical, and and I can see him wanting to take that mask off all day long. And for me, I thought, you know what? He's just going to constantly be get told to put that mask on. He's going to be getting in trouble. Like, let's just stay home and you know, do what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other reason for me too when I was thinking about things because of I just really didn't want them to mask all day. Now I am I was happy to see that they get like a lot of breaks. They're allowed to pull it down when they want, like in the classroom, like things like that. It definitely mm-hmm. I was very in, in a lot of contact with the teachers. Um, but the other side of that is and um for everybody out there, Christine and I's uh her oldest and my second have the same birthday. And we always joke that they're the same person, <laughs> but a boy girl, and they really are. And everything you just said is exactly why anyone that asked Madeline if she likes school, because, you know, she's in, she went to kindergarten last year in the Catholic school because she misses the cutoff with that September 2nd birthday. Yeah. And so I put her back in kindergarten in the public school because A, I didn't want them in the same grade because my kids are 13 months apart. <laughs> um and B, because, well, she didn't even finish that year of school, obviously. Um, and she, like Harrison, very typically could not pay attention with like the virtual stuff, was on to the, like something else. And I didn't, I don't know how much she got out of the rest of last year, really nothing. We basically quit kindergarten in like April last year. So, um, but then with this year, they changed the kindergarten to half day for public school mm-hmm. um, because to keep the numbers as low as they could inside the classrooms. Yeah. Um, so anybody asked her if if she likes school, she says she hates it. And normally she loves school because of all the social as, you know, she'll tell you her favorite parts of school is lunch, you know, and things like that. And she's like that. She, when she sees a friend, she wants to hug them. She wants to pick them up. She wants to like that. Her teacher told me this year that she's like the mom, like, she's like, I look over and she's zippering coats and helping kids like with their stuff. So I knew that was going to be tough for her. And it definitely was like, that was the downside. I think the upside was she got to make some new friends in this school and she did make some friends that she really likes. And she, even though she says she hates school, she is always happy when she's going in and out of school, but she just doesn't like that. She goes in at 1230. I pick her them up by 325 and she, there's no recess. There's no lunch. There's no snack. So there's not as many social times as she would have liked. Right. 
Um, and not as many that of that touchy feely. Like you're right. Like when you talk about Harrison, like in the feel and the touch, and like that, like that's exactly how she is. I mean, Cole's kind of like that too, but not as much as them. I mean, they are so they're so like very intense. Yeah. And but they did their teachers did give them like some like together time, I guess they call it, where they could have like one person, like they would go off in pairs to do like an activity together. So she always talks about that. Like, oh, me and Riley got to go do blocks together today or, or whatever it was. Um, so that's like a social time because they can sit and chat and stuff like that. So that's like her release. And she needs that. I mean, she's my child 1000%. So yeah, Harrison also needs, um, he needs communication with other people besides myself and my husband. He needs to be out playing and moving his body. And, you know, that's another thing that was great about um, not even so much so, some of the social aspects of what we did homeschooling this year, but just like, you know, we would do a lesson. Let's say we were doing like a reading lesson. Um, I have my book here that we used, but, um, you know, sometimes they're just not into it like their headspace isn't there they're not grasping what you're saying because their head somewhere else or they have a lot of energy and like you can see it trying to escape them and i'd be like you know what go out back go play on the swings for a while why don't you get on your bike ride around the block a couple times come back in and we'll try it again and if not we'll do it tomorrow and we'll yeah. do something else now we'll play a game like let's let's do something that you're engaged in like i don't want to for it's not fun to force someone to do anything uh, especially mm -hmm. a seven-year-old and you know what what are they going to get out of that and what they're going to get out of it is how they felt not wanting to do it right yeah they're not instead yeah, exactly. of the like lesson that was in there right yes they're going to go home from if it was at school like you know you had to do things at school you didn't want to do and you didn't have the option to go do something else mm -hmm. um and it's going to be a shitty a crappy day yeah <laughs> um you know that's you're right that is what you're going to remember at the end of the day um, I mean, that's what we all remember, right? Like what became like your least favorite subject or time? I mean, Christine and I both do essential oils and that's a lot of chemistry and <laughs> things like that. I would have, you know, I didn't have those great experiences in school with science, so I wouldn't have told you science or anything like that was my favorite subject. And I think it stems from that type of things. Like you just, you have to do it or you have to memorize it or you for certain subjects yeah and then here I am almost 40 years old like doing like studying things I want to study because they are so interesting and I you know those different approaches are probably going to help them like so much further in life just with how they react to things and how they feel about things right and um even just as far as like going at whatever pace we want to go as we we do work and like you know if, you know, he, he did, he did addition and subtraction last year and the year before, and he was really bored with it. And we did a lot of multiplication and division this year. And that was something that like really caught his attention. He loves doing it. The other morning, um, I don't let them, I unplug the television. I don't like them on the TV in the morning because it's, if they get on the television in the morning, I've lost them. Like I can't get back from that and wanting to do work. So I completely remove the power cord from the television so they cannot turn the television on whatsoever and i'll leave things out for them to do on the dining room table or whatever but the other morning it was like totally silent downstairs and i was saying to him um he came upstairs at one point i was like what are you what were you doing downstairs he's like multiplication i was like hmm i don't really believe believe him <laughs> and so i'm like maybe he was like sneaking around doing some patient minnowing well i went downstairs and he had out a pad of paper and he was doing multiplication he was making up his own multiplication problems and doing multiplication and it was nice to see him where he was years ago um when he was at a different school really loving math completely engaged and you know as far as what he'd be doing at school you know if other kids weren't ready for multiplication, if the class wasn't ready for multiplication and division, he'd be stuck continuing to do addition, subtraction, maybe measurement, whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was great that we could like breeze through that and then get onto something that was a bit harder that, you know, when, when something's too easy, you're bored, right? You know, it's like, why do you want to keep doing the same thing over and over again if you already know it? Like you lose interest. And that was a problem that my husband and I had 
when he was at a different school last year was that he had lost interest in math. And that was really concerning to us. And I feel like this past year, he has really gotten back into that and found his love of math again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and you know, the other thing is like, you know, you can use different approaches. Like we, we have a workbook that we do. We don't do it every day. Most of the time uh, we do a computer program. It's called Happy Numbers. And the, the nice thing about that is since he is so into the computer and doing things on the computer. And since I limit that so heavily that when he is on it, it's like, I don't care what I'm doing. Am I doing math? I'll yeah. do math. I'll do math <laughs> yeah. for two hours if I can be on the computer. And I don't care. Like, when I'm, doing, when I'm doing math on the computer for two hours, go ahead, do math on the computer for two hours. But like, that's all he can do is math. Yeah. Um, and then there's yeah. other other programs that you can use for homeschooling too, whether it is going to a co-op. We didn't do a co-op this year. Um, it seems like when you join a co-op, you are committing to being there one day a week and you're committing to it for the entire year. So, you know, our schedule was really, really flexible this year. And I really like that. I do think that I need to join a co-op either next year or if I do it the following year, which I'm not saying I am, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not committing right now. <laughs> I'm not committing to anything. Um, then I, I feel like it would be nice to have our own homeschooling community that we are a part of and to have other parents teach. Cause that's really what it is when you join a co-op. Yeah. Other parents are, are taking a subject here and there um and teaching that to a group of of children um so you know we might do that we might not and but i was saying like there's other programs you can use not just you know sitting down and you telling them so we had the happy numbers online we also used out school a lot and you know out school is great for anyone not just someone that's homeschooling but you can find you know anything that your kids are interested in or even you are interested in um he took chess. He loves chess. He plays chess a lot. He teaches me how to play chess or tries to. I'm like, so not interested in chess, but you know, I want Cole to learn how to play chess so bad. And I don't know how to teach him. <laughs> you can sign him up for uh, chess lessons on out school. And they're like weekly lessons that you can do, or you can Are these do like, virtual? They're, they're, they're virtual. Yeah. You, um, you can sign up. Like we did a multiplication Minecraft class. I did a social studies class on there this year. Um, we did an addition and subtraction club every once in a while. There are weekly classes you pay weekly and you can cancel it whenever you want. So if you don't like the teacher, although I will say we did not have a single teacher that I didn't like. Um, they were all really fabulous. Um, but you know, like I filled in with some of that and he got to know some of those kids in those classes. And you know, there was kids from Russia on there. There's kids from Taiwan on there. There's a kid from France. Like they're kind of like That's all so over the place. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's open to anyone. Um, and it's, you know, it's free called to sign out school, out school. Like O U T. Yeah. Outschool.com. Um, and you know, you can find knitting classes. You can, you can find any type of class you really want on out school. That's um, amazing. So that was great. And then we also did, um, there's a, there's an art center in Delaware County called Rockdale Art School. And um, I think they're based in Aston, like the Aston area. Mm -hmm. And they were all in-person classes, but this year they went virtual. So you would sign up for whatever session. I think there was five sessions through the year. And uh, if you lived in the Delaware County area, she would drop off everything to your house so everything from you it's a six-week session she drop off all the art supplies everything and it was um you would go it's zoom you would sign on it was once a week and it was an art history lesson while you were making whatever the art was so this last session was all about japanese artists and um he learned all about different artists and he did his own portraits and um flat art and it was just really it was a really great um art school and program they had and I would hope they do it virtual again next year just because I don't want to have to drive to Aston it was really nice to have like everything dropped off my house yeah. well that is the part where virtual has been nice mm -hmm. for some aspects aspect, because I know with adults the number one thing was why well, don't have to commute now I mean like that was like a beautiful thing people weren't paying parking and commute especially like around us a lot of people commuting into the city and um, I would think it's the same thing. And, you know, you're, you know, not the, not that Savannah is a toddler, but you're still dragging another kid around too, which if she doesn't have something to do, or if there's not something for her, then like you have 
yeah, I would have the two-year-old that's always in tow getting drugs somewhere. Um, so there's that part of it. And I think that, um, having the flexible schedule is very appealing. Um, and that's, those are all the things that were appealing for me was like just a flexible schedule, the frustrations like limited, but the problem is our frustrations were way heightened because of having the baby, because I couldn't go do as much. So like, I couldn't get do anything for myself this year. I know I have my mom who would take the kids from time to time. And also, you know, we kept our group of people that we saw pretty small. Um, you know, I, you know, wouldn't have done literally anything. I would have had to take the kids food shopping with me every single time. And I do do that every once in a while, but it's nice not to have to listen to, can you buy me this the entire yeah. time we're at the food store. Um, and Plus just, they're just slower. <laughs> you're just trying to like get done what you want to get done. And you're just like, come on. As many things. I'm just trying to get out of there. Yeah. Um, or even like we did, uh, like you had put up in your post, we did a lot of skiing this year. And yeah, I was going to tell you, please tell us about um, Harrison's ski uh, adventures because literally one, I didn't talk to Christine because she was so busy with like just all day, all the things. And then most of the time she'd be like, oh, I'm on the slopes again. <laughs> well, so uh, they were both skiing a lot, right? Yeah, they were. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of programs specifically for homeschool. Skiing was one of them. Um, there was another one we did in the first half of the year, like fall into the winter. Um, I think we started it in September. Um, and it was a wilderness program up at the Wissahickon, right by Chestnut Hill College. And they learned how to forage, what, what plants are Is this the, are is this where the whole deer situation came into play? Yeah. Um, they learned how to navigate the forest, how to do a blindfolded if they were ever in the dark, they would have to blindfold each other and try to navigate. Um, they learned how to make shelter, how to insulate themselves, all make fire, all different ways to make fire. It was just a really great. It was something that, um, you know, like Boy Scouts on crack. socialized, <laughs> but it's like Boy Scouts on crack. Like, yeah, yeah. And, like and even heightened. they found a deer that had jumped a fence and got stuck in the fence. So they ended up, um, the guy who runs it, he's probably in his early to mid twenties. And um, he was great. He was great with the kids. And he just so happened there was a camping trip that Harrison was signed up for that following weekend after they found the deer. And he took the whole deer up there and this whole thing with them. But when they came back, they brought, he brought the, the hide. And so they learned how to tan a deer hide. Um, and it was kind of all about like, you know, using the whole animal. Mm -hmm. and not letting anything go to waste and um so that was interesting and then that was all year long we did two sessions of that and then we went right into ski and um the ski was also for homeschool kids they have specific time set up we're doing um a ninja class right now we do it every thursdays and that is just for homeschool kids too it is during the day usually the prices are lower for for those types of things mm -hmm. um but uh yeah the ski was uh you could do thursday or friday and it was we signed up for multiple sessions of it and um he we had given him ski lessons in the past couple of years and he was he was doing pretty good but this year he like really flourished and really took off and um he met a lot of friends there and what ended up happening was him and his friends got so good that i was going up there like three to four days a week and they would just ski like all day long. And I would give him a walkie talkie and you know, the backside of the mountain, you can't see. And that's where all the black diamonds are. And you know, once you learn how to do a black diamond, like wh why would you want to do a green or a blue? So um, I wouldn't I don't know. It. I'm not going to start skiing at 40. <laughs> I decided that. <laughs> um, you know, I couldn't see him. So I would give him a walkie talkie and he would be gone for hours at a time. And, um, I would just be like, you okay, you coming back. I'm going to be at the car. <laughs> What's going on. Um, so yeah, he just had like the time of his life skiing every day, um, for months. And, uh, once that ended, then we started to do farm camp. There was farm camp today, but I just didn't feel like driving. Oh, it's on Fridays and, um, where do they hold that? Is that like in Chester County or is it in Delco as well? 
I think it's in Bucks. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, I always forget about Bucks County. I never go there. (laughs) It's um, up kind of like by Princeton. That's Bucks, right? Princeton, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Um, So you you go up the turnpike and like head up towards kind of uh, Peddler's Village. It's like over. It's like up high enough, but like over. Yeah, I think that's Bucks. You get into like Luzerne County in certain areas too, but uh, upper Bucks. so yeah, there they learned um, farming, how to cultivate what you've grown, how to cook what you've grown, trying new foods, taking care of goats and chickens and llamas and alpacas. And, you know, um, they, the last time he was there, they did made ginger cookies. They gave them three different types of ginger. They all had their own stations with their own ingredients. They had to measure everything. They had to literally do the entire thing by themselves with an instructor telling them what to do, bake it themselves. Um, did they learn the difference between a llama and an alpaca? I was just going to say, I don't know what the difference is. And I have, I I was just wondering if they could tell me (laughs) (laughs) maybe, um, and uh yeah so then we did that and then now we're doing the ninja stuff as well um and that's just you know you know you have to if if you were to homeschool every state has its own laws and what they want right Mm -hmm. so i feel like most of the people that we're watching this will probably be from pennsylvania because there are a lot of the people that we know and um so i can only speak for what pennsylvania laws are but you have to um uh sorry something's going on at my neighbor's house uh you have to anything have good my, anything good we can listen in on <laughs> no they're away and there's someone with a ladder going on so this is our portfolio you have to keep a portfolio and pennsylvania is one of the most strict states out there as far as what they expect from homeschooling families okay. and um one of them is you have to sign it you have to get an affidavit you have to have it notarized you have to send that into the school district saying you are homeschooling oh, they're teaching these certain i'm so subjects. sorry um and there's all these requirements about like you know the people that are residing in your household um and then you have to create an attendance list and you have to have it either 180 days or you have to have 900 hours and you have to show that you did those then you also have to have a book list every book that you've read this year including books that are part of your curriculum you have to submit and show that. You have to teach fire safety every single year. You have to teach fire safety. You also have to teach mm-hmm. Pennsylvania history every single year. Pennsylvania Something. history? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's required. I mean, we're just lucky that a lot of that is American history because, you know, we're such an old colony. You're right. And, and I have to say, Harrison, like, we're so lucky that we have so many things around us to do. And one of the things I So many. I mean, so many was uh, something at Valley Forge Park where he'd be there all week long. And uh, I think it was like three or four hours a day. And they would talk about like, you know, what happened there and all the different houses that are there. And I was like, oh, that'll be perfect. I won't have to teach Pennsylvania history. I'll sign him right up for that. Well, it was canceled because of COVID. So we did other things. Um, so with Philly's with Philly's restriction, were you, I guess, not able to do a lot there either? Like you couldn't do the Constitution Center or the Liberty Bell and stuff like that? I didn't go into Philly at all. No. Because no. of the restrictions or just because you didn't feel uh, you need to? Well, in the beginning, it was the restrictions. And then later on, I just felt like we were busy doing other things during the week. And um, I just, I was thinking I could do the Franklin Institute and do a couple of things down there. But um, I just also felt like I don't want to, I don't want to wear a mask for a couple of hours doing those things. I don't mm-hmm. want them wearing a mask for a couple hours doing those things. So um, we can do other things. And and all we really did and what it counts as, um, as Pennsylvania history is um, like some worksheets. I don't even know where I have them, but they're in here somewhere. Oh, it's under social studies. Um, on Betsy Ross, the Betsy Ross house, symbolisms of um, freedom in Pennsylvania, James oh, Buchanan, uh, Louisa May Alcott, uh, the certain cities in Pennsylvania, and the history of like William Penn. Okay. So it's, like, easy and quick. Um, but yeah, you, in Pennsylvania, you have to keep a portfolio. And then at the end of the year, not every state has this, you have to have an evaluation by someone um, who's registered with the state, not your school district, but just someone who has either been a teacher and has graded in your grade level. And they, they have to go through um, 
your book and you basically have to show progression from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year, then to the end of the year in every subject that you taught. And you don't have to teach every subject every year. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, that's nice. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I hope that you at least grazed over and i mean you might have done this before because it's such a, such an important part of history but the billy penn curse and how that was changed and now we want a super bowl <laughs> maybe next year i should ask you to teach that you know one. what i think drew should take that one he should take that sub he should take that particular lesson mm -hmm. and just um maybe like during a preseason game or something just like Go down earlier, talk about talk it, about go to the stadium, look at the flag again, mm -hmm. just so we can remember since we might be waiting another 52 years for an Eagle Super Bowl. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um, um, I have one more quick question and I, what's that? That would count, right? I saw someone online, uh, I had asked a question about this in one of the homeschool groups. It was like two days before the evaluation. I was like, does anyone have any easy Pennsylvania history lessons I can teach before tomorrow? And um, someone was like, we went to Hershey uh, Park and that counted as our Pennsylvania history. I was like, oh, when I do Really? Mm -hmm. So yeah. did you go? No, I had like two days before my evaluation. We didn't uh, go, but I, was like, oh, I can do that next year. Huh. That would have been easier for me because I'm a little bit closer, but that's cool. <laughs> um, so one thing, uh, and this will be like the last, and this might be quick for you, because I don't think, I mean, this this question, you it might have something to do with it, but I didn't fully think about this when I was thinking about homeschooling. Um, I was more in the like, I didn't want them to wear a mask. I wanted flexibility, blah, blah, blah. But I was talking with somebody the other day and their son's only like 18 months at this point, but he was saying they're working towards his wife being able to stay home with that child and like future children. And they are both, they both really want to homeschool. And I said, be careful what you wish for. Cause you know, it was a disaster for me, but anyway, <laughs> um, but well, also it's not even, it, it is a full-time job. Like you said, like homeschooling takes a lot of time. It's not, it, it can get, I think that by what you said, like getting a routine done, it can be flexible. Like that's a really good part of it, but you're still the one in charge of all of it. Like you can't. Job is that your kids, like, let's say on average, we probably did two hours of work a day, mm -hmm. but your kids are home the rest of the day. You know, yeah. there's no packing the lunch and sending them off. You're making lunch for them every day. You're cleaning up. You're still like somewhat entertaining, keeping them busy for the rest of the day. So even if you aren't sitting down at the table going over a lesson, you know, you're playing games, you're doing other things. And you're planning. You're planning. You're doing this stuff with the evaluation. You're organizing. Like it's yeah. a lot of work. And I, I hope to plan more next year. I feel like I got really lucky with the curriculum that I ended up purchasing for this year. There was no prep, no planning. I just went into each lesson. Now, not to say that that I, I totally could have like read ahead and seen what we were doing and, and been like, oh, you know what? I should connect a field trip with this. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the human body, you know what? We could go to Lankan all look at that human body. We could go to the Franklin Institute, go over that heart that you can walk into. Like there are definitely a lot of things that you can, can combine and connect and, um, yeah you know, link up with the curriculum that you're using. But, um, you know, I think that the curriculum is so huge in this helping you decide whether you like homeschooling or not, because um, I loved the curriculum that we used. And what curriculum did you guys use? We used uh, the good and the beautiful. Mm -hmm. We used that for, I didn't really use it for math. I used it for all of language arts and I used it for all of science. Um, I didn't use it for history, but our neighbor across the street this is another nice thing. Her son and Harrison are really good friends. He's homeschooled. Oh yeah, that helps. He was at Waldron Mercy Academy this past year. And um, he was at Waldron? He was at Waldron. Lasted, I think, like maybe two, two and a half months. Wasn't for them. Left, she homeschooled him and she bought all uh, master's books. It's another curriculum. And uh, so at the end of this year, she had uh, a third grade math book left over uh, she, they, she, they didn't use so she gave it to me and I thought oh this is great like Harrison this is another nice thing on homeschooling he had started out in first grade math he's now in fourth grade math and I thought you know what there's some third grade math in there that I could go over with him so um I started going over some of it with him and I was like I would shoot myself if I had to use this curriculum like 
talk about, like, I, I can understand hating homeschooling based on what curriculum you use. It's, it's the parent, you know, and when you talk about like Emma's for mom, like, you know, yeah, that's who I am. And now I also have this other like person that I am, which is their teacher on top of it. And, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. it's good and bad, but, um, you know, thinking like this curriculum is so not for us and I would be miserable and he would be miserable if I stuck with this. And if it was my first year and this is what I bought, this is what I would think it all is like. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that there's what, what made it like, is there something that you could like give an example of that made you just say like, cause like to me, like I would be like, math is math. I mean, I kind of hate the math they're teaching them now. Cause I don't know how to get them there. I'm like, oh, I gotta figure out how to get you there. But carry the one. So do my kids sit. So that's how you're teaching them the way we learn. So then was this other book, like the new way where they got to like fast into it or whatever? No, you ever, you ever like, um, you know, you're doing something and you know, the, you're reading something and like the pages are beautiful and the art is beautiful and the flow of it's beautiful. And then you can see the same thing printed another way. And it's just all, it's just all words. And it's like, you're so not interested in yeah it's overwhelming it doesn't pull you in um it, it, it does the exact opposite where it just pushes you away that's how I felt about master's books and not that it was just all writing but yeah it was, it, it, you know there was no flow to it 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 didn't make you want to continue like there was days we did eight lessons in our language arts books and it was just um it just like kept going like it was fine it just, yeah, like, here's here's like one page this is one lesson so like half the page is a, a beautiful picture down here there's work to do in it it just yeah. it had a nice flow it kept him interested it kept me interested um and when I pulled up the master's books, I was like, you know, and I know she's having problems with not liking it. And I feel like saying like, you need to check out other curriculum. Change it. And yeah. Just I like said, you said about your day, like if it's not working, mm -hmm. you have to change it. That's part of the, the good thing about the flexibility. Well, yeah, well, actually exactly what you just said brings me back to my question of the guy I was talking to who they want to bring his wife home to stay stay at home and they already know that they want to homeschool their child's 18 months and I guess they plan on having more and his reasoning was just I think the stuff they're teaching in schools today is crap <laughs> like I and I think that he just is on a he's you know some people are very left some people are very right and I'm not even going to get into politics so we're not going to go there but it does have something to do with it in this instance I think because I think if you are completely one-sided either way, right. you could not want other people influencing your child. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. I mean, I'm treading lightly here because I really don't want this to be a political conversation, but um, it's coming up a lot. Like that a lot of people feel like in schools, kids are getting like biased lessons or opinions and things like that. And to me, me in my household in my i feel household, like i feel like this is I feel like this, this goes way this back goes further way than back politics further like politics. like you you are you there are to there teach your children like 85 percent of what they should know in my opinion so yeah. they go to school they're getting the basics and the rest should be is on us like we have to teach them how to be good people we have to teach them how to formulate their own opinions we have to teach them how to formulate an educated opinion, how to research, how to, you know, how to do all those things. So I feel like that also goes back to putting a lot on teachers in schools, a lot more than they really should be. But did any of that go into your decision? Like, did, did that even like cross your mind or was it just like this ended up being pandemic and now we just, we like where we're at with flexibility no, and we're going along with it? There was a couple of things that had happened um, last year that were like, made me think like, that's not right. And, you know, I would do that differently. And this is so minimal, but minuscule, but I remember I made Harrison lunch and Harrison loves a cheese sandwich junk, right? You know? Mm -hmm. And I gave him a cheese sandwich and I gave him an apple. And he didn't want to eat the cheese sandwich and he wanted to just eat the apple. And the teacher said to him, you can't have your fruit until you finish your cheese sandwich. Now to me, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? The fruit's the only whole food in that entire lunch. Like, yeah. let him eat the fruit. If he doesn't want to eat the cheese sandwich, so what? So what? Yeah. I don't care. 
but he was unhappy about that. That's what he remembered from that day. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that happened, which uh, he came home from school, they were learning about, um, like, it was right around Thanksgiving, and he came home and he's like, did you know the pilgrims and the Indians were best friends? And I went, that's not true. He's like, yes, it is. I said, no, it wasn't. And they shouldn't be telling you that. And that's not what, you know, ha- happened in history, that they were not best friends. And, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. you know, so I was, I said to Drew, I was like, let's tell him the truth. and like, tell him to go tell his t- teacher, because that's like the type of person that I am. Yeah. And um, like, let's yeah. start some F Same. at school. But um, so I just felt like, you know, it's a little bit like whitewashed and everything's very happy go lucky and like that's not what it is and how often you know did you grow up thinking that like for a while I mean, there, well, how are we ever ever in this country going to stop making the same mistakes unless we learn how to fix the ones from the past and we're not going to learn how to fix the ones from the past unless we know the truth so right. if we teach them you know mm-hmm. a different way that, right. just to make no, it just and, to make- what's that that? And you don't have to go into any graphic detail. No, 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 no. But I mean, it still should be the you know, truth. A little. I mean, yeah. you know me, I'm also like in that same type of aspect, like I'm a big proponent of like the parts of the body. I call all this the real name. <laughs> There's no like nicknames around here. And, you know, the food thing, I mean, the food thing's big for me. Um, it's to me, that is not minimal. And I would actually like not say something like me. Hi, Savannah. Um, not that I would be like me, but I would, I would definitely have to say something to the teacher, like, you know, let them eat the apple because I've run into that. I ran into that issue with preschools before where it was like, well, um, I had to have milk because they told me I had to have milk for like, whatever. I'm like, we don't drink milk. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you don't drink milk. So like, to me, it's like that narrative of like pushing something on them that we don't do at home and that I know is like not what I want to teach them. Um, But that also to me is minimal enough that I can like fix along the way. It wouldn't be, I mean, I think this person's like way on one side. It just annoyed me. And the other thing that that I was worried about was, you know, being in a school environment and knowing that everything needs to be sanitized. Mm-hmm. what those products were mm-hmm. what they were breathing in what they were touching what they were going to be ingesting if they're touching it um so you know that was also on my mind as far as yeah, sending to yeah. school this year and like I said you know it's not for everyone I am fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom and to try to take it on I feel like it is a big job um and uh you know it's not like I said it's not for everyone but well, yeah. I, I, it worked out well this year. It's our first year. I feel like it was like an experimental year. Um, and I think next year will be a little bit different. Um, and it'll be nice to see more things open up and more things available to do that. that work yeah, through. I was going to say, it's an interesting time for so, you know, it's funny that it seems like the two like things the two people did the most in pandemic is try golf and homeschooling. Golf just like rose and homeschooling. It's almost a rougher time to start it, even though all the pros are there because of the masks and the disinfecting. But it's a tough time because there's not as much you know, even when you were in homeschool, you had small groups to gather. You had a lot more places to go. It's not, you're right. Nobody has ever really just been sitting around their dining room table with one family reading out of a workbook. Like that's not what it looked like at all, even though that's how obviously it was very much portrayed. So um, um, you'll probably have a much more exciting year next year and more yeah. to do. One of the and more to do. One of the moms that I became friends with at ski, she had five kids and she had homeschooled um, her oldest two, they both went to Temple. One had just graduated up until college. And then wow. her other, one of her other kids, uh, she had homeschooled. Wow. And he was like, you know what? I, I, I want to go to a high school. So he applied and got a scholarship. He's at the prep. Oh, wow. And uh, her oh, other wow. her, her um, other kids, now one was in Harrison's ski lesson, but we would sit there and talk. And she was like, this has been the hardest homeschool year I've ever had. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So long. 
and uh, she was just saying like how difficult it is and how this could leave a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths that have decided to homeschool for the first time this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, can totally yeah, I can see that, that too. Like, you know, you really are, if, especially if you're used to, you know, being out and doing things and having free time, like you really didn't have that this year. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Well, we look forward to hearing about your journey next year. You have to come on in like nine months and give us an update on um, how much Harrison is skiing, what level math he's in, and how our little Savannah is doing getting ready for kindergarten. Yeah. Let's hope she knows her ABCs because she doesn't right now. Well, maybe Ashley can help because for some reason she's like on top of that. That's at the and it's not for me. It's the third child. They they like raise themselves. If you want to have another one. She's, I don't know, she's very into like whatever Harrison's doing that's negative and letting me know, but not into like sitting down and doing any work. Okay, yeah, where with Ashton, she wants to do everything the other two are doing. Oh. And she like counts like on her own and like does ABCs. I'm like, all right, great. Can you potty train yourself now? That'd be awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you jumping in for me. And um, you do really have to come back because we need to know how next year's going with like things opening up and yeah. hopefully yeah. if anybody got anything out of this. Um, I had your Instagram on there. So I'm going to tag you again in the live. So if anybody wants to reach out and has questions and stuff yeah, or wants yeah. to meet up for a homeschool group. <laughs> anyone local. Yeah, anyone local, Belco, Chester County, and we won't forget Bucks County this time. <laughs> yeah, not, not going up there anymore. Yeah. Lancaster County is or is that a county? Lancaster area is a huge homeschool contingency, and they have some great uh, programs up there. That like the science museum up there, they have you drop your kid off and learn all about science all day long. It's fabulous. Yeah, well, I mean, we have like a huge like. Um, well, I say we because I'm very close to Lancaster County, but huge Amish uh, Mennonite community, and it's a lot of um, homeschooling and staying home moms. So. Um, so when you're up this way, let us know. We'll come meet you. <laughs> Hopefully I can see you soon, not on a screen. Yes. We're waiting for rib night, but oh, okay. cool. <laughs> Although you did get that new oven, so we'll do pizza night too. Either way, David just wants to come to your house and eat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. He always sees your stuff cooking. And it's like, let's go to Christine's backyard. I'm like, no <laughs> kidding. So awesome. Well, thank you, dear. We will catch up soon. Have a good weekend. You too. Happy Memorial Day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and share so we can help as many mamas as we can.